0: Hello, welcome to episode three of Halo Holo Hangouts. We're glad that you are here, hanging out with us, and talking about Philippines, all things Philippines in the U.S. and abroad. Um, I'm joined here with my co-host, Pam, Panda Cat Dragon.
1: Hello, people.
0: Hi. How's it going?
1: It's going well. Just sit down, relax. Let's talk
0: about
2: Philippine
1: things. So, Edwin, what's been going on with you?
0: Well, uh, not not a whole lot. I'm actually on the latter part of my uh, week-long vacation uh, from work, (laughs) which I don't take vacation all that often. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, considering that my department at work, um i don't in case nobody really knows what i do for a living i'm 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 one of the it administrators for a for a grocery store a co-op grocery store which equals especially during the time of covid equals busy because everybody wants drive up everybody wants you know delivery and you know which means that hey if you haven't done this before gonna give you x amount of x amount of time to get it going get it you know work out the bugs which was a lot especially during before um thanksgiving and the holidays so i finally got some some rest <laughs> for one week uh out of work so uh, with that um i before the beginning part of my vacation, I wanted to go stop by a uh, Philippine Village. So I did.
1: That's the grocery store that's, we talked about in the last episode, right?
0: Yes, that's the grocery store, the new Filipino grocery store that's located in Mound's View, Minnesota. Um which uh, What do you think? I didn't realize how close they were from from <laughs> from where I live here. I was actually quite surprised, Um, which means that I don't have to trek all the way out to, you know, on the other side of the cities. which is, you know, I live in the north side of the cities, and the only two Filipino stores exist besides this one. One is on University Avenue in St. Paul, close to the capital.
2: Right.
0: Right. And so I'm either heading southeast or the other one is in burnsville which is on the other is south of the cities past the past the minnesota river and it's far
1: yeah (laughs) yeah no matter where these grocery stores are it's still very far from me i live yeah cornfields west of the cities and i think the closest one would be burnsville for me which i haven't i haven't really i don't think i went to that one yet
0: I'm not actually quite sure. It's on our list because they do have a deli and we wanted to try our, the deli. It's on their list for our right. other podcasts where we go around restaurants and rate them and see how they are right. and report back.
1: So, so how did Philippine Village rate in you your know,
0: opinion? It's what I would expect as a start, you know, a st- startup grocery store, especially a Filipino grocery store. I mean, it's they're starting. There are. There are empty shelves, I will say that. They're still getting product in. Mm. and But the products that that I look for, right? Most of the products that I looked for was, were there, like the Filipino products that I was looking for. Yeah. One would be, you know, like, like I like, um, I like uh, Longanisa. <laughs> right <laughs> so they have it there they have tocino it's there um Angela needed to create um uh suman or it looked like bud bud to me I think it's the same thing so we were looking for <laughs> banana leaves they had it there I didn't think they would have it there but I was pleasantly surprised to find it there
1: do they have calamansi like the fruit
0: they don't have the fruit but they do have the packets though the the juice packets. The packets yeah okay. they do have the packets I cannot find calamansi, like, an actual calamansi fruit here in the is United it? States. I mean, at least here in Minnesota. I'm sure it's, like, in L.A. or something.
1: Is it, like, a seasonal? Or is it available year-round in the Philippines?
0: Oh, Kalimansi. you can find it anywhere year-round. I mean, they grow on trees. Okay, so it's just an
1: issue of shipping it out
0: I here. I think, yep, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we live in. <laughs> I we live in, like, the polar north of... Of the states, right? <laughs> I right. mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you either have a plant inside your house that produces calaminen or calamansi, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I'm still yet to find. I, I remember growing up with a calamansi a plant in our, in our house. Hmm. So I know it exists somewhere, and I remember my. I remember my mom telling me, wait a uh, while back, saying that she got it at uh, at an Oriental store in I want to say it was she got it at an Oriental store somewhere in St. Paul. Mm, and okay. She just, yeah, and I have yet to, you know, one of my goals this this you know the spring is to go to like the different floral. Or like the different landscape places or the garden places and say do you have this thing <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> just pull up from a wikipedia wikipedia page or like i need to find this do you have this <laughs> can you get it for me
1: <laughs> you know i checked out their facebook page just uh moments ago and i saw that they were promoting like Bee products
0: did you see any of that in in bamboo in the in Philippine village. In the
1: Philippine village, yeah.
0: I'm sure because I'm sure they're taking notes from from the Burnsville.
1: Everyone. Oh yeah.
0: Has... I I would be I would be surprised if they weren't taking notes or like you know because one of the things that Leo you know, working in the in the grocery industry is that yes people come into the grocery stores and check it out not actually like pretending they're not from you know (laughs) cub or lunderlies or
2: or kowalski's
0: or whatever whatever uh, um, whatever grocery chain there is they'll come into the store and the people from my grocery from 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 my work will go to the other grocery stores and check it out so i'm sure they're taking notes and one of the things that i know burnsville asian mart right or watson's (laughs) like you know right um they will since the 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 guy who owns that place also does forex and ships all the forex boxes has a truck and goes over to like chicago right and then comes back right okay i'm sure philippine village is like trying to figure out how to do that logistics too, so I'm not actually quite. I'm not quite. I'm not surprised that they would be doing something with Jolly Bee. Jolly I'm Bee, just, uh, is
1: I'm just. I'm just looking up their Facebook page right now. Uh huh. So they are coming up with, uh. Sabado treats.
0: That's what it is.
1: <laughs> so, but the thing is, though, you have to pre-order. Yep. Like, we already cut up. The cutoff time was five p.m. today. Yep. But. It was Bee stuff and Red Ribbon. I'm not familiar with Red
0: rib- Ribbon. Oh, but... Red Ribbon's great. In fact, but... when I was there, I saw a Red Ribbon pack. And I didn't know if it was for sale or not. I, I didn't even bother to ask. But I saw a big thing that says Red Ribbon. So if nobody knows what Red Ribbon is, and if you're that, you know, if you're, I mean, if you're like in your teens or, you know, a young guy who's a young person who's listening to this and you don't know what Red Ribbon is think about um what would be a what would be a good a good uh it's is like it they like make a... bakeries they make baked goods oh,
1: okay they make like so is it kind of like goldilocks
0: yes they're i guess i could say they're a to goldilocks because goldilocks will do the does baked goods too they're not just famous for their pulverones they they make like oh, no, cakes yeah yeah, in fact, I think I saw a Goldilocks cake over at, over at Philippine Village. Yeah, um, but
1: Goldilocks is, is my was my bakery when growing up.
0: Yeah, Goldilocks was there. Goldilocks was there. Uh, they have those packages and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean they had. I'm not surprised that they're doing that because Chicago is like what, like a, like an eight-hour drive from here. Like that, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it because since you told me that, guess what I'm gonna do for next week? Well,
1: <laughs> you do that, and then I might come and raid your fridge Saturday night. Um, is is the is that where the closest Jollibee is in Chicago? It's
0: Chicago. Come on, it's Chicago. I know, right?
1: where are you? I mean, come it's on. Chicago. We have a very strong Filipino presentation here. I am. Come hopeful. on, let's open up Jollibee here. This is my goal. One of one of my goals in this for this podcast I is am... not only to find Hollow Hollow, is to yeah. get a Jollibee store to open in Minnesota.
0: Well. I remember reading like a couple years ago and i don't know if this is true or not and i'd probably have to check my facts on this but rumor has it that jolly B bought Smashburger. okay so i'm hoping if those if those rumors are true and that's correct and i'm you know check you know check my facts people right, right. if that's true I'm hoping just the fact that exists, that there is going to be Jollibee's popping up here in Minnesota, especially in the Twin Cities, because there's Smash Burgers everywhere here. Yep. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, post-pandemic, please open up one. Definitely, and you'll see long lines. I guarantee you'll see long lines because it's going to spread throughout the Philippine community. It, that's how it happens here. It's going to look like. It's going to look like. Um, it's going to look like. Uh, what was that donut place that opened up here in 2000? The Krispy Kreme. It's like this Krispy uh-huh, Kreme. Yeah. Right when Christie like opened up here like in the 2000s, like there were like long lines in Maple Grove because people wanted it. They had like helicopters everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's gonna happen. I'm sure like it's gonna spread because that's how that's how information flies in the Philippine communities here. So
1: good, good.
0: <laughs> so Bam, what have you been up to? What's going on in your life right now?
1: Okay, I don't for those that don't know me I'm very big with uh, foreign films movies to be exactly and I discovered the TFC the Filipino channel Um, they sent an email regarding of their 2020 Metro Manila Film Festival and they said that they were offering three Titles from that film festival for like five dollars per title. Unfortunately, I I missed the first one. Something called Fangirl. It kind of <laughs> just.
0: There's a rom com somewhere there. I'm sure there's a oh, rom com here's, somewhere. Here's,
1: there. A syn- here's a synopsis: a High school fan girl's <laughs> obsession with huge celebrity Paolo Avelino, half of the country's most popular love team. Leads her to hide at the back of his pickup truck and follow him home. She ends up in an unfamiliar house in an unfamiliar place with an unfamiliar Paolo Avelino, the idol she thought she knew from head to foot, heart and soul. They say, never meet your heroes, and she finds out exactly why.
0: Okay, so that's refreshing. Doesn't sound like a rom com.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's, it, it just sounds like another stalker Valentine. It
0: does sound like a stalker show,
1: which I'm not a big fan of. That one actually expired on the nineteenth of June. Wonder if they're so taking.
0: I wonder if they're taking like notes from like Parasite or something. <laughs> probably. I don't know.
1: Which is fine. I I I don't have any remorse of skipping that one. However, there are two others that I am curious on. This one. Is the one that i'm most curious on okay please i will apologize if i mispronounce it but it's uh man um sorry if i said said it wrong but so determined to save the world from the evil plans of a powerful encanto who has the magical black bandana man Kepwing, together with his friends embarks on an exciting adventure to complete the magical ingredients needed to revive the powers of his magical red bandana to defeat the enemy.
0: Okay, I got one question. (laughs) Yes? I'm looking at the... I'm looking at the poster right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, I expect it to be cheesy.
0: What's with the Hitler mustaches?
1: What? Oh, are you talking about the one in the the top Wait, yeah why are you
0: looking I'm looking at the Wikipedia page of Man Kapwing 2017 with Vong Navarro and Jacqueline this looks really Filipino you know <laughs> <Yep>. Jacqueline Jose <laughs> and the guy in the front that's wielding the stick in the bandana is wearing and there's another guy back there um this is a great ah. radio isn't it they're wearing they have they're sporting out Hitler mustaches. I kitchen you not. This is know the
2: 1979
1: that. one.
0: No, this is I... 2017. Okay. Ga-young, 2017.
1: And yeah, I'm actually delving into it right now. I have no clue what's going on. With <laughs>
0: what's, mustaches. what's up with that? Like, I'm I am really I... curious though. And there's.
1: The... Hold on. Well, any... yeah. Well, anyway, I think it's supposed to. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be a continuation of the old one, or if it's a reboot. All I know is that it sounds like another one of those Filipino cheesy superhero movies. And mind you, Filipino superhero movies are way different than the American superhero yeah. movies here. Way different. Like With I, I like have, Marvel and DC, you get like quality.
0: Like, I have not seen... A Filipino superhero movie that was, was was that was in the same realm as quality. like okay. it's not there. I don't I mean there was a there was like a superhero movie that happened like it wasn't even a movie, it was a series but it turned out to be like a it was a like a it was like a teleserie. <laughs> you know? ah, that. But it was it was supposed to be a superhero movie, but it was a telesario so it was like, nope, that's that's not good.
1: <laughs> I think I think one of the movies that I got sucked into the Filipino uh movie genre was a superhero. It was it had to deal with a heroine, and it was just it was just a normal woman minding her business, of course, and she gets her powers. I think through eating egg like balut or something. And
0: well so balut will into... give you superhero <laughs> powers, definitely. Yes.
1: <laughs> the power to withstand eerie like side gl- eye glances.
0: Exactly. But but
1: yeah, so so that's 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 one of one of the movies. The last one is called The Boy The Boy Foretold by the stars so it's a romantic comedy movie about two senior high school boys who through help of a fortune of a fortune teller find each other at a at an optional school retreat called journey with the lord
0: um you lost me at romantic romantic movie. <laughs> <laughs> the the romantic part doesn't mesh with superheroes for me. I don't know why.
1: Well, these weren't <laughs> supposed to be, you know, I know connected. These are just yeah. the movies that they offered from the Manila Film Festival.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, both. <laughs> I so, thought you are still talking about superhero movies from the Philippines. Um, I'm like what?
1: Well, what I like about this is that it's not the typical boy and girl fell in love. This is actually a. Uh, yeah they, they they feature two boys falling okay. in love which I kind of like um,
0: you know there's that's the thing too I did see there was one movie that Filipino movie that had you know they had like you know like LGBTQ like mm-hmm. things in it mm-hmm that I would never expect in a Filipino movie, especially that's coming from, like, a, a pretty conservative Catholic nation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I remember watching it and I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, well, that's different. <laughs> you know? It was like a love right, triangle. Right, right, right. And this guy, like yeah. the other guy, you know, the guy... But there was, like, this... There was this... This woman that was like caught, like you know, that was like that liked another the other guy who he did she didn't know that she was she was gay and I was like, this is very different. This is very different than what I would expect from the Philippines, you know.
1: In fact, there is one movie that I will recommend for anyone who is interested in LGBTQ move friendly uh, Filipino movies. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Look up the movie. I think it's called Blackout B W A K A W.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And it's actually centers around an elderly man who met up with a dog. And it this is kind of like uh him talking to his dog while he's trying to talk his feelings over this young guy that he met. Like he's trying oh. to talk like oh, I'm starting to have feelings with this guy. Is am I okay and everything? And so it's just him trying to, I, you know, I think, identify. Yeah. Himself.
0: That's that is really interesting. Like that is.
1: And I actually did see that as part of a film festival like years ago when you can actually watch these films in movie theaters, and that was a. Filipino movie uh the philippine selection for an international film festival i forget i forget which year but yeah it was quite interesting
0: nice sweet so you know aside from the uh killer mustaches you're interested in this.
1: <laughs> yeah so i will definitely i'll try to find some time to watch it both of them expire february 5th again that's five dollars per film so if anyone's interested these can be found on the tfc which you could easily
0: like that's free like there's a free section of that
1: it's free but for these these films you have to pay five dollars okay which you know it ain't bad i mean it's cheaper than your typical movie ticket
0: yes definitely five bucks and can you find a, t- a ticket for five bucks these days
1: uh other than like those discount theaters that are probably going away Uh, i think they
0: have gone away
1: yeah so yeah COVID has has really affected that that so yeah once you purchase it you have about like 48 hours to stream it and i plan on and i'll try to get it but I, i i i'm interested in that monk wing that just looks so cheesy. It's gonna be like a train wreck that you can't take your eyes away
0: from. It's like at least some. It's like a. I'm hoping it's gonna be some like something like a. Like a satire.
1: Oh, like a parody. Yeah. Um, like other, I I can accept that too.
0: Yeah, because that's all I'm gonna take. Especially I'm like I hope that you'll take it. So I hope it's not a serious. Oh. Thing because it's like. It doesn't i mean just by the look of and i'm just taking this from the book from the from the book cover you know or the poster right. you know it's like if they're taking themselves seriously then they're going the, either they have to get a new guy to do the poster or <laughs> or a new or a new filmographer of some sorts because that does not say take me seriously
1: I I will say, though, that I I do agree with you. I don't like it when movies, not just Filipino, but any movie, where they're just heavy on the drama. There was one movie that I was like, I wish I could take back the two hours that I watched. Because it felt like my heart was, like, bleeding on the floor. (laughs) no. And I think it was called Anak.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you I've know. seen that.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: I, yeah. I saw that break. on the plane. I think, and that was just like, man, this is deep.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they are very good if you like drama. I mean, it's a good movie, but for me, it's yeah. no, no way.
0: The Philippine, the Filipino. Film film industry can do drama. They can do drama real well if they try. If they and they right. mean it, right? Yeah, and right. that is one of those things I can name like oh, what is that thing? Like Kita Kita is a very good one. In that oh, genre. Yeah. Oh yeah. You but know? see that
1: type of drama was actually fun because there were some light hearted moments. Yeah. A little bit of comedy too.
0: Yeah. Nisan... But it's
1: still overall a drama.
0: Yeah, and Nisan... And the command That's a. That was a. That was like a like an M Night Shyamalan thing. I don't
2: think I've seen that one.
0: <laughs> it was good. Like I was like, I was I was really pleasantly surprised how good that that was. Like, okay. You know, it was. Like it was the whoever wrote that thing was definitely watching M Night Shyamalan movies. Hmm, i have to. I'm
1: gonna have to check that out.
0: Yeah, and. When they do drama, they can do drama. They can do drama really well. You know, I have no doubt about that. You know, I would say layoff from the rom-coms a bit, you know, a bit. Because there's a lot coming out, and I understand why. Because that's what the Filipino taste is, right? <laughs> yes. They want to see those guys from GMA or 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 ABS-CBN that you see in the, the variety shows. Hook up on <laughs> movies. I get yeah. it, you know. Yeah, but it's like just lay off of that. Like I want to see something that's like another another uh, another genre that they can do really well is horror. Like I could I when I saw what was that thing when I saw Feng Shui, I was like, wow, they really they really came to its own. <laughs> like I'm. I was actually quite. They they can they turn a the mirror into what you know into what um um what's the name like what's you know the guy who made Psycho you know did with oh. the shower <laughs> yeah. you know like they did a pretty good job like I remember like not wanting to stare in the mirror for a while when I saw that movie. <laughs> so they can do things really well I have no doubt about it it's just that I think when people think about Filipino films you know you think of like like the romantic dramas or the romantic comedy type things you know I mean but I don't know prove me wrong I mean ask me you know again Give us uh give us a shout out. We have a Gmail uh, account now. Yes, we do. Hollow Hollow Hangouts at gmail.com. Yes. And or or hit us up on on uh, Facebook and prove me wrong. Maybe there's a movie that I need to see that will tell me, hey, you know, they can do you know they can do superheroes well. <laughs> you know, like
1: Yeah, we're we're open to anything. Uh, movie recommendation that anyone can see, good or bad. Yeah, I like a little challenge.
0: <laughs> yeah, like show me that they can do actions well. Because, I mean, like action movies well or thrillers well. Because I haven't seen a good thriller or action movie in the Philippines at all. Like I have not seen. It. Like I've seen the old ones with, uh, what's his name, the the former president of the Philippines. Yeah, that's right. They they put an action an action actor as the president of the Philippines. I forgot his name though. But like I saw that with like my dad, and it was literally like I don't. It was it was like they were taking they were taking every trope in in action movies during that time and just copying it. <laughs> and it was just like there was like nothing really. There's like nothing really, really original. Uh, original about it. It's like, like you could literally like plop in like Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or plop in like Bruce Willis on there, and it would, it wouldn't feel, it wouldn't feel different. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> so.
1: So oh, Evan, you did mention about uh, a certain documentary oh, that I... you want to, uh, oh yeah, delve into
0: yes um okay so speaking of movies that we've been talking about i did see because this was on my I, I i well i'm a member of like public television i donated to them mainly because i like the shows that come out of pbs um mm-hmm. and frontline is one of those shows that i really like and one of the things that they just released in the beginning of the year was a thousand cuts and this is a documentary that was supposed to be released like in theaters i believe like back in august but since okay. COVID happened they were trying to you know frontline picked it up and and released it on public television and if you don't know what's going on in the philippines when it comes to journalism watch this like just watch this because I mean, as far as, you know, when we like to, you know, what we see, what journalism happens here in the United States, especially from the previous administration and the things that are going on in in the United States about like fake news or I don't believe, you know, certain certain news agents, you know, well, you know, well established news agencies. I don't believe them anymore because they're biased or whatever. you know it really trends to what happened here in the last four years and what's happening in the philippines for the last four years but it was most one of the things that um uh, i noticed in this documentary is that all of this happened with the current administration in the philippines and there's this lady by the name this journalist by the name of maria reza who was in 2019 was on the time magazine uh, 10 journalists of of the year she was one of the 10 journalists of the year and mm-hmm. she was on and to the point where George Clooney's foundation yes that George Clooney oceans 11 George, George Clooney her his foundation invited her to to talk here in the United States about what she's been doing because one of the things that George Clooney's foundation is trying to do is to is to you know rise up investigative journalism and support it. And Maria Reza is pretty much like trying to you know report on the things that are happening in the Philippines in regards to uh, President Duterte's administration, right? Okay. Like she doesn't. She had a. She has a. Uh, a. Uh, an online news agency over in the Philippines called Rappler. And okay. the the uh, and she's been under fire by the you know by by the administration. On what she's been doing in terms of like reporting on things there that hmm. the administration doesn't like so when she was here in 20 when she was here in 2019 um, she there was a warrant out for her arrest for cyber libel And if you don't know what cyber libel is it's based pretty, pretty much like no, it's, it's pretty much... It's a law in the Philippines where it's against the law to... to report online a thing that... that can't be... that that, that doesn't have any warrant. It's like, it's libel, is basically what it, except for it just happens in the internet. Um, she was accused of that, and... So she, there was a warrant out for her arrest, and then when she when she was here in the United States, but she went back anyway knowing that she was going to get arrested in, in Manila as soon as she steps out in the passport check, right? Right. And she did get arrested. And it's not the first time she got arrested. She's been arrested multiple times, uh-huh. you know, and one thing that, that came out of that that really struck home with me is that that the philippines they said that the philippines is a place is like the is like the is like the test bench for other countries when it comes to like things that would destroy democracy or things that or like what dictators would do like the the dictator's handbook if you will right they'll take it to the philippines or a place like the philippines because there's no there's not much power for the people to do anything. Mm. Right? Okay. So they'll take it to there as a test bench and they will export it to other countries. Mm. And one of the things that I didn't realize was that Cambridge Analytica actually were there before they even set foot in the in the United States. And Cambridge Analytica was already like working their you know, they spin in the Philippines. You know. Mm-hmm. So, it was a very interesting documentary on exactly what's going on when, with journalism. And in in what, you know, fake news is in the Philippines. And then and what's happening here in the United States. So, if you guys, if you really want to find out more about it, I would suggest go to Frontline. Frontline is one of those shows where... They take both sides of an issue, and they just do a documentary on it. Like, like they did a, they have a a documentary there about Joe Biden as well as President Trump. You know, and Mm. you know, or President Biden now as well as former President Trump. It's there. There's two episodes of it that focus on them individually and they talk about a lot of things um, that 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 has to do with current events so and it's not boring, like I, I was actually quite surprised, the only, the time that I found out about Frontline was actually at school because we had to watch a Frontline documentary for class one day this was a long hmm. long long time ago but, but ever since then I started watching it and I've learned a lot <laughs> while watching it, so yeah uh filipinos out there in the you know, in the um filipino americans out there have this you know watch this you know if you're really interested in journalism in the philippines and what's what's going on over there
1: well it's also it's also a little bit of like a how politics echo across across seas
0: oh yeah what's going on over here there is what was hap- what's going on here You know I mean
1: it's 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 relevant to current events and I think it's important to you know study take in what's happening right now and see what you can learn from it
0: yep definitely so
1: but yeah when you said frontline I was like oh yeah that's right I did watch a couple of episodes (laughs) (laughs) and I was and of course I'm not I'm not I'm not really one to get into political talk or or anything regarding no. of journalism
0: but sometimes but, I mean sometimes politics happens on this podcast because it's it's current events you can't really right. you know I mean right
1: and um you know um now now as an adult I can actually like I'm able to understand politics more more than before not me more as in knowledgeable I'm still I still don't get politics but um, um but uh, yeah, I, I I like I like learning what's going on in the Philippines and just reflect on it, because as someone who is just an outsider, you know, I can, mm-hmm. I'm only I only can take in what the news outlets are saying, as you say. But I like I like it when I get to see something going on from the inside, mm-hmm. unbiased.
0: Yeah. They do... I mean, they do a really good job at... They do really... I mean, Frontline does a really good job at that. Like, I've, I've been very impressed with... With how they... They lay things out. And... It's easy to understand, too.
1: Yeah. PBS is really good with, you know, trying to make things easy to understand.
0: Yeah. When you have... It was kind of funny. One of the episodes I saw on Frontline's like... They had... Um... What was it? There was a, they had some guy from the New York Times, right, on the show, along with Steve Bannon. Mm. On one episode. Mm-hmm. Like two opposite you know spectrums, right? And they That's had him right. on a single show interviewing them to tell their side. Right. <laughs> right? Right. How how Just good is that? Yeah. So in this, I mean, in this episode of uh, with a thousand cuts, they interview a pro Duterte person, two okay. pro Duterte people, right? Okay. And they also interview was it someone who was who was trying to run for for a senate seat or a, con- a congressional seat in the Philippines, right? Okay. And they followed them around. Along with Maria Reza, right? So it's not like we're only going to focus on Maria Reza and what she has to say. No, they were fo- following a um, a guy who was running for a pro Duterte candidate, and who was a, and then another Duterte. I think she was like the she was in charge of like social media for for Duterte's like political party. Okay. You know, <laughs> and they followed them around. So, it's not mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it really gives you a good like sort of overall picture of what's going on. Okay. You know. So, it's if you feel like this 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 uh documentary may be like really really heavily biased in terms of like you know, to Maria Reza, it really isn't because they are doing they are looking at the other side too. Because I don't think Frontline okay. would actually pick it up if it was very, very biased. It'd be like a Michael Moore documentary at that point, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, so anyways, so that's that. Um, go check so, it out. Yep,
1: young ones, stop checking out the Bernie Sanders memes and actually
0: <laughs> learn something. Did you notice Watch that? This doc- like when I was looking, when I, when my news feeds, like, you know, when when I, when my, my 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 Philippine news feeds came up, right? over this <laughs> over the week especially after Wednesday after inauguration it like the Philippines like my news in they... the Philippines were like were like having, was like was all Bernie Sanders like it makes memes. me wonder
1: do they understand why that he is like that's a meme
0: I don't know I have yet to ask. <laughs> I have yet to ask anybody anybody in the Philippines about. I mean, I
1: guess even if you ask any one of us here in the U.S., why why is that so uh, why is that so memeable? And I, we were like, I don't know. It's just the way that he was sitting in just his mittens and
0: he everything. Doesn't... It's just
1: way too relatable.
0: Well, okay. I don't, Especially in a...
1: Minnesota.
0: As an aside, <laughs> I mean Bernie Sanders. You know, you know, I, you know, he's, he's just one of those guys in, in, in government that, like, he's been in government for such a long time, and he, he talks, he talks like a, I mean, I've, I mean, I, you know, I shouldn't even say this, but, you know, like, I've, I've heard, I've heard other people in the, in, in the internet say that he, he's like a, you know, like a, like an old Jewish grandpa, like berating you sometimes, you know, it's like that. And then just to see him like not dressed up like anybody else in the inauguration. Right. Everybody was in like overcoats and, and suits oh, yeah, they were looking and dresses. Nice. Lady Gaga had like one of these, like one of a kind, like dresses, you know, that, that was specially made for her in this, you know, for her, right? you know, for the inauguration and, oh, you know, it's like that, right? It became a sort of a fashion show. Then here you have Bernie Sanders in a, you know, in a down coat with with mittens on, you know, carrying around carrying around a manila envelope, look like he, looking like he's going to the post office. After, right. you know, it's like, it's so classic. Like I, I'm just like, like this is why I think like set aside your your politics. It's like it's one of those things where it's like Bernie Sanders is just like he's just so out there in an outlier to like the status quo of of what you think government senators should be <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> it's like that i think that's the reason why it became such a meme because it's like he's sitting on a on a folding chair <laughs> yep. you know just
1: minding his own business just waiting for all this to get done
0: <laughs> exactly like it's just, oh my gosh, it's great.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Anyways, uh, next uh, um,
1: for so, next thing
0: is uh, we did an interview with uh, with Lauren Happily um, from the CSFA. Um, this was it last week or this week?
1: Yes, it was last week. It was last uh, week. La- yeah.
0: Lauren is the president. The she CSFA. is the she's the president of the of the CSFA, and we did a interview with her, and we thought it would be good to have an interview with the CSFA because they're they are the largest Filipino group. Is that correct? Not yet,
1: and yeah, and they've been around for
0: since 1972. I, mean? I think they've been, yeah. around been around for a long time. Around for a while. Yeah. So here is our uh, interview with Lauren Happley. Hope you like it. Hello. We are here uh, with our guest today. She is the president of the Cultural Society of Filipino Americans based here in Minneapolis, St. Paul area of Minnesota, who was just elected to the presidency of the society back in September 2020. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us, uh, Lauren Heffley. Hello.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Hi. Hi. my presidency actually began in 2018, but we do have annual elections, so yes, oh, I will. so you,
0: so this is your what your third third, your third year in your a third row, third term. Yes. Is it a third term or
2: third term?
0: Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, we are also joined here by my co-host Pam.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Hi. <laughs> hey Pam. Um. So, I just uh, we wanted to uh, bring you on to the show and hit. Ha- Come and hang out with us um, because I think that, especially here in Minnesota, um, it's I think it's very important to keep like the Filipino culture alive. And I know that's like the central, um, uh, central goal or central mission of the cultural society of Filipino Americans. And just to start out with, what is the cultural society of Filipino Americans?
2: Well, we are a nonprofit organization, and like you said, our main Primary goal is to preserve and promote the Filipino culture right here in Minnesota. And as you can imagine, that's very, very difficult given the diversity of our neighbors. And um, we really have to finding one another and um, broadcasting our name and broadcasting our mission statements so that we have um, enough people to not only come to our events, but enough people to lead organization and and make sure that um that we we remain and we can continue the mission and, and um hopefully stay alive forever. we I, I don't know if you guys are aware we're going to be celebrating our 50th year.
0: Yes.
2: Yes. Wow. So yeah. Um, yeah, we've been around for quite some time and we're very proud of that and we've had a lot of great success over the years. And I, I believe we're the, the largest you know, organization in Minnesota and have been for quite some time. And um, we're really proud of that. And we're really proud to represent Minnesota in many, many endeavors.
0: I should make a disclaimer here because I was actually my, my aunt, um, okay. <laughs> Australia Rosso. Yes, yes, she's my aunt and I should make the disclaimer is that I think she was one of the founding members. She was of the CSFA. (laughs) Yes. And I did serve on the board of directors of the CSFA back. I think it was like 2002 to 2004. Because it was a two it was a two year term. Term. Yep.
2: Board members
0: are still two years. Still two years. Yeah. So But I haven't been part of the CSFA for quite some time. And it was just recently that my wife and I decided to join the CSFA and sort of like take part again because we went to the Philippine Day. I
2: love it. (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask, what was it about Philippine Day that made you think, hey, I should get back on that horse? I think
0: it was for so, me i think it was for uh, um the people who i used to to uh you know to run that group with like to run the organization with like um ferdy and um mar and yeah, um, yeah and uh, lena and, and um, gina yeah 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 and one of the things that um, I wanted to ask you, because you did sort of like talk about it um, in your in your intros that that finding leadership for the organization. Yes. Yeah. And what is your I guess, like, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean by um, like trying to find that leadership? You've ran three terms. Yes. Right.
2: I. Well, I, I was elected for three terms. Um, what I mean by that, well, we, I, I'll step back and um, and say how I got into my leadership position. Okay. I, I hosted a strategic planning workshop for CSFA back in 2017. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, the people that were involved with that were just very impressed and um, kind of Understood why I was asking the questions I was, and um, and they they appreciated the organization and the thought leadership and how we were tackling our biggest questions. And one of those biggest questions was how do we get um, how do we get leaders to join us and help with our mission? Because um, as you might know several of the people that are very involved have always been involved and they're, they're getting, they're getting a little tired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, They've been carrying and, um, and they've been carrying us for, for a long time and they're basically asking how do we get new people to join us? And um, so we, we did some brainstorming and, and we found that, um, we believe that our mission statement is so strong that we could we could talk to our friends, talk to our neighbors and see who's willing to join in this, who's interested. Um, so we set up a goal to, to double our membership. Okay. So by increasing our, our membership platform and then broadcasting to those people, because the people who are members, they're already in tune with the mission. They're already cheering for us. So um, by virtue of that, we were able to communicate to our membership, hey, we really need leaders. Um, we need you to join us. And I'm looking at you too, Edwin. Um, <laughs> and I think that resonated with a lot of people. And I, I think you are both at our last election, despite the pandemic, we still had enough people nominated so that we can um pick the best leaders from that group so even in in this situation where we're at where you got to really want it if you <laughs> if you're going to show up and ask for a nomination for for a leadership role mm-hmm. um even in that situation we were able to get nominations so um it's it's something that we had to work at but it's something that I think we're doing well at now
0: I did see in I did see new people.
2: Yes. At
0: at the last election, and I, I think was, it's a good mix. It was you a good need, mix.
2: You need the 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 strongholds, the people that have carried that flag for far far and wide for many years. You need you need them for um, you need them for the expertise and their background, mm-hmm. and they know. They know our community. They know how we do things, but you also need the new lifeblood to give it the energy and um, make it a new, make it um, relevant to to the newer <laughs> the newer people um, in the state and in the Twin Cities, and and making sure even our youth are involved. So I think it's a good mix right now.
0: That's good. Yeah, I mean that. Um... I was I was very glad to see that that new faces were up there. Yes, and, but that part um, we had to work at. Remember? Yeah, that you guys had to work <laughs> at. And yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember in two thousand was in two thousand two and two thousand four. That was still the like I I mean I always I always like have this thing in the back of my head that the reason why I got into the board of directors is because I was young. I was I think I was only twenty twenty years old at the time and which probably dates me right now but you know
2: um, don't do the math yeah don't do do the math
0: but yeah because that was always been a that's always been an issue um but one thing uh one thing i wanted to ask you too was that in the csfa you know and there's many other organizations especially in minnesota like the film yeah. yeah Mm -hmm. the fma and um some of them escape me, but what's the, like, what makes them? What makes CSFA unique to the other cultural societies out there, especially um, Minnesota? You know, we are. I mean, CSFA is, I think, is the oldest.
2: No, actually, um, I believe FMA is the oldest. Okay. I'm, sure. I, I'm guessing maybe mm. about sixty years now. Um, I think CSFA is next. After that, I really don't know. Um, those are the two largest ones by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many different factions that are um, religious or religion related.
0: Yes, yes, there is. Um,
2: right. um, but I I have no clue how large they are because they don't really
0: <laughs>
2: they <laughs> don't um, they don't broadcast quite as widely. So. Yeah. I believe FMA and CSFA are probably the largest two, and then everyone else is just like smaller subsections Small of the community. But um, I don't know if when you last Philippine Day, mm-hmm. if it was um, twenty nineteen maybe. Yes. And I um, I had gotten, I believe seventeen organizations, Filipino organizations and nonprofits to join us in that celebration. So that number alone, people think, they hear that and they're surprised. Our, our community is surprised that there's that many yes. that are...
0: Especially, to especially in Minnesota, right?
2: Yeah, well, I think maybe Filipinos don't know. Our numbers are growing yeah. and it will become um, very... Um, important to see the outcome of this last census that we just took last year. Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. I think we're going to be at about 18,000 like, plus. Um, That's amazing. To have 17 organizations or 17, 18,000, at, at, at most maybe 22,000 at the most as my guess. Mm.
0: Um,
2: that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not... It's not it we think of ourselves as so small because the the ones that are very um adamant about coming to all the events, we all know each other. Yep. If you're small. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're probably you probably know at least one person from every large family.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and but, I, know, I know, know that people aren't like mutually like ex I mean exclusive to one society or one group. Yeah. You know, I mean yeah there's a lot of people who float around like I, I float around with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the nurses, the Filipino nurses association that goes along with like, you know, like CSFA or the FMA or whoever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. And I think why, it makes sense.
2: Philippine Day is like my favorite event in, <laughs> that we have because it's, it's the one event where we kind of all come together.
0: Yeah. Uh, you see which... all the tables sort of just like, like scattered out there, and a ton of Filipinos with like I see kids there with like, like Filipino, <laughs> like the Filipino flag jackets, you know. Oh, I buy them, but every time <laughs> I go out
2: there, I have to be one of the first people that buy that because they go fast.
0: They do, year. they do go fast. I, yep. I, there was one time I went out there, tried to find one, and it was already gone.
2: Oh, you gotta come yeah, early. You yeah, gotta come ex- early
0: exactly. <laughs> you gotta know
2: you gotta know that map, that table map and go there right away.
0: yeah. <laughs> I know how hectic. I mean, I just remember i was I was part of that planning group that that did it when we were it was still at the landmark.
2: Yes, I love <laughs> the landmark. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm still like heartbroken that we can't fit there
0: and yeah. <laughs> Yeah. just
2: too many of us to fit in there and at some it's, point we were like okay we have to let it go because it's more important to have all the people than it is to have this beautiful backdrop
0: yeah. but it's a good problem yeah. to have right it is. <laughs>
2: that, I, I i'm still heartbroken it's been years and I'm still not over it
0: <laughs> the challenges that we're they're talking about right for the csfa like as president what are your plans to, like, you know, like, address those 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 challenges?
2: Well, I think I already told you that was from 2017. Yeah. Um, and I believe we've addressed them. Like, we we now we actually added two additional board member seats onto into our constitution to to address the increase in events. And, um, and making sure we have enough people to to help, all, help and help lead all the events, um, so that that was huge. And I think we are, I already talked about the fact that we met our goal of doubling our membership.
0: Oh, okay. So you all right? So that,
2: that was huge, and we did that in just one year. So um, um, not, uh, last year we we actually switch to focusing on how to best retain that membership. Um, so we're trying to try new things, trying new to new ways to reach out. Like um, for example, we, we started what we call a texting tree um, so that we have better communication with our members. So you guys likely have I, I can't remember who is assigned to you guys, but someone's assigned to you guys and is asked to either email or text you directly whenever we have really important things to make sure you're aware about. For example, when we did Pamaskong yep. Pamasgong Handog, I don't know if you heard about that one this um, last month. Pamaskong Handog was a project where CSFA wanted to reach 80 families of Filipino seniors, people that were furloughed or laid off, people that were frontline workers or, or single parent households, and kind of giving giving them a nicer Christmas by giving them food and a $50 gift card. Um, <laughs> and it was really well received because these are the people that were hardest hit by coronavirus. Yes, yes. And in order to reach In order to find which eighty Filipino families were for most deserving, most in need, or most, or we have to have been working so hard. We need to make sure we thank the ones that are working super hard at the frontliners. We depended on our members. We need. We had to depend on our community to tell us who they were. We don't. We don't know everyone. Yep. I was really proud that the majority the vast majority of our the people that were chosen were people i had had never met before didn't even know about them. um so it was it was good outreach um, so we had to reach out to our members yeah. and, and their members came through and our members really came through with it i
0: re- i know that was like the first time the csfa did that because what was the what, was, what usually took place?
2: Ah, so what the event that it replaced was um, Pascosa Nayon. Yeah. Pascosa Nayon is an event where we typically rent out the hall at Guardian Angels Church in Oakdale and and have a big party and um, a big party where we highlighted what um, a typical traditional Filipino Christmas looks like. Mm-hmm. So we have um, pagmamano, you know, the, um, the kids come up to the front and we have some some community elders and they, they make the mano and then the elders give them a gift, yep. a small gift. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have our CSFA dancers mm-hmm. uh, doing traditional folk dance. We have music. We make the kids do the skit. Um, my kids have Still like to do it, but I bet they're soon to outgrow it. <laughs> but this kid is about the traditional Filipino experience of going door to door caroling and then staying up till midnight for Simbanga Bay and then going out to eat Butabongbong. <laughs> um, you know, all those things that I remember as a child I that they'll never know about unless they experience it in the Philippines. Yes. We bring it here just so, um, you know, it's easier for us to pass on that tradition when they see it live in person and they, and they have memory of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even though it's a skit, I think it's still meaningful. And that's, that's the event that canceled because of COVID. We can't, you know we can't yeah. have a large gathering mm-hmm. but we still want it we're still looking for doing something meaningful especially to meet meet the time to meet the need right now and meet the focus that a lot of us are hurting
0: yeah, yeah. i think it was a great um, a great uh, a, you know a great uh, event that we did you know the CSFA did that because it wasn't something you that you you're
2: part of CSFA yeah,
0: And we did that, yeah. So, right. <laughs> uh, but I remember. Okay, the way that I got involved with the CSFA okay. was through Pasco Sainayon. That's
2: awesome. Yeah,
0: because my aunt and I don't know if the CSFA does this still, but we used to go like to people's houses. And sing in their living rooms.
2: Oh yeah, they dragging... told me very involved with that, Edwin. Yeah. They actually told me, "Hey, go talk to that guy because I bet he's gonna come and carol with us." <laughs> 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 I could Oh,
0: <"Okay>, uh, <laughs> I mean, does the CSFA do that still? I'm not actually quite sure.
2: Absolutely. We still call it we we call it caroling, and yep. this year we had to do it virtually. So, um maybe i could send you guys our links even um yep. it's posted on facebook we we did only four songs because it it does take a lot of time and energy to edit
0: yes <laughs>
2: singers mm-hmm. uh, because we all had to sing at home and send in our videos um mm-hmm. but uh, i think i think the committee did a great job of getting it pulled off and. We now have four virtual signs so that we were still able to get our Christmas cheer, our mm-hmm. Pasco cheer out to everyone. So, yeah, goes yeah, to that.
0: That was, um, that was a highlight, actually. That was a highlight, and I was glad to see that happen. Um, if of our listeners uh, know that, uh, you can go visit the CSFA website at csfamn.org correct yeah and you can see these uh these videos and and the um in <laughs> the in the the charity event that we did i can never really remember the the filipino names of that That's of, the, okay. of the christmas charity event you can see that i know that a lot of the restaurants like stepped up oh yeah like a um, poise stepped up
2: but mas we, we yeah. actually reached out to them specifically um because the goal of that particular event was not only to get to the 80 families, it was also to um to help support our local Filipino businesses. Mm-hmm. So we ordered our food specifically from Manila Sizzling and Apoy, Minneapolis, to to help them, to give them more sales. Yeah. And and get the the word out about their their wonderful food because they, they both eat delicious food. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you tried either one, but I I'm a big fan. I take my friends to a poi. Yeah, it costs a little more, but it's you know it's a quaint little restaurant. I I I love taking new friends there and letting them experience that. But if I just want a quick a quick um, and low-cost but delicious bite, then I go take my family from another sibling. But I think I, I love both of them. Um, but, yeah, and the other Filipino business that we tried to help was um, Asian Mart in Burnsville. I don't know if you've heard oh, of that.
0: yes, Asian Mart in Burnsville, yeah.
2: Yeah, so we did um, a, a good portion of our gift certificates from Asian Mart. Um, We still, you know, for single parent families, it's harder to get down there. Mm -hmm. Or if people lived in the northern suburbs, it's harder to get down there. So we gave them Target gift cards. Or if we know they didn't drive, like a lot of the seniors don't drive anymore, Mm -hmm. we just gave them Target gift cards. But we we still gave a lot of business to Asian Mart as well and we we actually called around we wanted to help out phil oriental and have you heard of the filipino village out in yet. yes uh-huh. we we
0: heard the news that yeah. they're that they're opening did they already open or are they
2: they are open they are they're open, open. Yeah. yes they are open um a lot of great publicity for that new space because um it the, the building space is actually newer or they recently renovated, mm-hmm. so it looks wonderful. Wow. Um, so we're really proud of them, but I, unfortunately, they didn't offer gift cards. So I, I, I said, Sorry, we, <laughs> we would love to help support, but um, they didn't have any gift cards. But um, hopefully, they'll fix that for a few three years. Um, yeah, but it, was, it was good. Yeah, it was, I mean, good yeah, to the, the whole community.
0: Hmm. I know. Phil. Um. Uh. Asian Mart is is fairly far from me. I live like in the north side of the cities, but um, nah. it's one of those but a
2: Filipino village.
0: Yes, exactly right. And um, I used I used to take trips like at least once a month down the to Asian Mart. Um, once a month. Like once <laughs> to, a month. Yeah. yeah, and um, I mean, if anybody wants to taste, um, and see what. Filipino food is all about. Um, Asian Mart's a good place to go to. As I know, they have like a like a like a deli. That sort of yeah, thing you can eat small and stuff deli. like A small old deli. Um, yeah, I mean, big thanks to. If you, had
2: to try, if you had to say one thing that they serve, what's your fave? Sisig. Oh, that's Manila Sizzling has it.
0: Yeah, I we have never actually been to. We, COVID hit before we could actually go to Manila Sizzling. So... Sizzling, you should so.
2: still go. <laughs> hands down best sea Like honestly, really? I like it even better than the ones in vanilla.
0: <laughs> wow, that's that is a uh, that's a that's a claim.
2: <laughs> um, but I I stand by it, man. I stand by it. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome, it's my favorite thing there.
0: Nice. Um.
2: Vanilla so, uh, sizzling.
0: Yeah, I hope to go because that was one of the places when I found out that they there was a, another Filipino restaurant in St. Paul. It was actually on Pam and I's list to go. Um, I mean,
2: they still do. They still do takeout, and uh, yeah, it sucks, but it's the food is still great. So, yeah. I highly recommend. I'm like getting hungry though. What do you do? <laughs>
0: I know. I'm, I'm actually getting hungry, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, um, one, one question I wanted to ask you, too, and um, I know uh, Pam, Pam wanted to put this down, too, is that what did you want to see in Minnesota like to represent Filipino culture? Like, What are you looking to see that isn't already here?
2: What am I looking to see? Yeah. Um, It seems to me like the same families are coming to each of the Filipino events, and that's great, but like I said, there's my total viewpoint is that we should get a higher percentage of that 18 to 22,000 Minnesotan residents that are of Filipino um, descent, and uh, I would love to see more of us at these events, especially Philippine Day. But um, but all the other events too, it'd just be really great um, to make sure not only that they know that we're here, but know what what we can offer. Like myself, I'm a mother of biracial children, and um, that's what has given me the drive to lead, help lead CSFA because I, I don't think I could have done this without them. My kids are are 9 and 11, and they are growing up ident- self-identifying as Filipino American. Mm-hmm. Um, and before COVID, um, they're both in the dance group, and people think I force them to, but I do not. They demand once <laughs> a month <once-a-month> performance. Like, <laughs> they <laughs> they want to do this. Like, um, so it's, it's me just helping them fulfill their want. So like I said, I could not have done that without CSFA um it takes a village it it really does it can't just be one parent it can't just be two parents it's it's a whole village that that gives them that um that feeling of self-worth and self-identification that feeling of i belong Mm -hmm. and
1: i and i just want to just interject that that was the main reason why i wanted to join the csfa um when (laughs) i um when i was younger my um my parents actually went to a Filipino American Association. Okay. Um, but I wasn't really active, and and I just wish that they would have pushed that. You know. You know, it's important to know who you are. You're you're Filipino. You're Filipino. You are different from everyone yeah. else.
2: Yeah. And-, and that's why I love. I don't know if you guys know. We have a free children's camp. We run a free children's camp, and I think it's the most impactful thing that my kids have done. And I really wish that I had that when I was growing up, Mm because I, like you, I felt like not really connected. Um, I don't know. There was this wanting for more, for sure.
0: Is that the camp that happens, I think it's in August?
2: Um, It's usually in June. Is it June? a, a children's camp that is just focused on the kids on the kids yeah it's typically a weekend cl- uh, a weekend um gig but um this year last year I should say we had to make it virtual so yeah. it was it spanned over a week just so parents weren't too flustered with all the activities mm-hmm. but um it's typically a weekend and it's it's free
0: yeah i remember mm-hmm. i think i went at least i want to say 5 or 6 times when i was did you a kid, yeah
2: must be much younger than me, Edwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was not available when I. It, yeah,
0: it was. I just remember. I just remember my aunt like dragging me and my cousins to to Lake Independence. I think it was.
2: Oh no, no, that's the family one. That's been going on okay. since the '70s. Okay. Uh, the family camping is where it's just a big weekend party.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, essentially. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. We do Filipino things like karaoke and yeah. we play bingo, but um, it's it's not. It, the, the children's camp is the one I say that's most impactful um, because it's like an immersion class and where they meet other kids that are in the same exact situation as they are. And they're learning, like a lot of them, for the very first time, who Jose Rizal is and um, things about our, oh, wow. our Filipino flag. I taught the Filipino flag class this last <laughs> year, so that was really exciting for me. <laughs> um, and a lot of people come up to me and they watched it with their kids, and they say, "You know what? I learned something from your class. Like that makes me proud."
0: <laughs> okay, now I'm actually um, a little heartbroken that that wasn't when I was. Like, See, okay. now it's <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> yeah, it me. I had to learn it by myself, and then. When I every time I went back to the Philippines, right? When yeah, I was, and then they
2: they're like, you don't know that. Why don't you know that?
0: Exactly, exactly, right? And I had to be schooled yeah. by my that? yeah. <laughs> I had to be schooled by my cousins on what what this was all about, and yeah, yeah,
2: like uh, my parents were pretty good. I mean, they told us about like the people power and the historical revolutions that we have yeah. had, but like the the little things like. You know the games that they play or um, the meaning of the symboliz- symbolization of the flag like we never we never covered any of those <laughs> yeah
0: um, speaking of you you've mentioned a couple of times the uh, the dance troupe and I know this is sort of like one of the the cornerstones of the CSFA because it's been going on for I still have a tape from 1988 of Pomani. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, showing it your- exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and I yeah, I just still remember. And then I was in the Pomona, I think it was like in '92, and did the whole, you know, dance like like some of those dances on stage at at a community center or a high school stage of some sorts. But tell us about the the dance troupe and Pomana and that sort of thing
2: okay so the dance troupe i would say is probably the reason csfa started so the it was a group of friends um who were known in the community for saying yes to all requests <laughs> <Like, laughs> well, and anything the community had whether it's weddings or a party someone's birthday i whatever request there was for filipino dancing they would show up yeah and i don't know maybe your mom was part of that i I really don't know who was part of that but that was the i think that the that group of friends that did that service for the community are the group that said hey this is important to us we want to have a an organization that focuses on our culture and, and the promotion of that culture. Um, so it's deeply rooted in the CSFA culture, right? Um so CSFA dance troupe itself is now led by Therese Peterson, who the very first Pomana. Yep, our youngest dancer yep. at three years old. So she has it's wonderful to see her lead something that she she loves so dearly and has been involved in her entire life and both of her parents are still very much involved in the organization. So I would say it for many years it served as the lifeblood of CSFA, and I would say it's because it was the only event or committee that would have that would meet every week. So think how we're creatures of uh, of habit, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're used to going somewhere every week. We 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 look forward to seeing our friends every week. And I, I gotta admit, I, I too was forced to go to that when I was younger and I hated it. Like, <laughs> um,
0: I, I'm glad uh, someone else felt that when they were a kid because <laughs> I mean yeah. But you know
2: what, <laughs> after a couple of months of hating it. I made friends. I, exactly. And then,
0: that's what happens.
2: Now we're like this, like yep. we're inseparable and, and we still talk. Um, and it was a lot, it ended up being a lot of fun. And, and there's still people that I really relate to because we've grown up in this same environment. If I didn't have them to talk about, how strict how unfair my strict parents were um i don't know if i would have gotten through my 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 teenage years as well as i did um so i'm very thankful for that
0: yeah i remember i hated it at first yeah you you know getting dragged to somewhere in saint paul and i lived in the western suburbs at the time growing up and um yeah i didn't like going there on a what was that like a tuesday or a thursday night and still
2: thursdays um still thursdays my yeah. experience is it it's always been thursday
0: yeah and and but it was fun like it i i i got to know people yeah I got to know it turned other, into
2: fun yeah after and, a couple months of really hating it and like resenting yeah. my mom
0: Yep. and yeah I still, remember, I still remember i still remember that's when i met like like the the people are still there freddie Marr, um and um like uh lena and all those other gina and and glenn and those were always like the they were there teaching
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it was so much fun um and got to perform and it was the first time on stage really was that um but if he told me to dance sing kill there's no way (laughs) (laughs) there's no way (laughs) um i I wouldn't remember how to do it
2: it's not something you can just (laughs) unless someone is really a dancer it's not like something you can say Hey, you want to join this group? We we practice every Thursday. Um, that makes it sound like uh, a job,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, honestly, we we've, we've grown great friendships over the years, and yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's how that's how a lot of our um, volunteers come in, and um, that's how that's how they start. Yeah, a lot of them. So. That's how I started.
0: Yeah. It's, I thought it was oh like, that God. was like the gateway right there was, was, yeah, it was and It still and,
2: serves as, as somewhat of a gateway. I mean, yeah. the other, other events often get some, some people to, to really engage with us, like um, even Pascal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one, that's one, that's the one where we usually get our, our most dedicated hated volunteers because the friendships that are made there. Yep. Um, so right now with COVID, it's difficult there. They're still doing happy hours, uh, virtual happy hours on Thursdays in lieu of practices. You're welcome to attend anytime. Uh, but yeah, we can't, we, yeah. I just don't want us to meet in person until vaccines are out and readily available to everyone.
0: And I know that, I know that Pomana. I think Pomana was canceled in 2020. It was. Yeah.
2: It was heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. That was, I it didn't. So
2: much effort. Yeah. So much effort. And it's not like it's going to waste. We are wrapping it up in a pretty bow and we're still going to be able to use all the choreography, all the costume ideas, that all the um all the ideas that we had about the production itself, but we're most likely going to have to have new dancers. Like, we have to pick a new date and figure mm-hmm. out who's available then um, and relearn. So heartbreaking, but yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So, here's going to be a, a section here where we ask you. Um, um, machine gun fire. Questions and one word, <laughs> one word answers, right? Oh, we just oh I'm bad one, at these. One word answers.
2: I'll do my best.
0: Okay. So first one, favorite Filipino dish.
2: Oh man, does flan count? Yes. yes. Okay, I'll go.
0: <laughs> Least favorite.
2: Least favorite. The one with the bitter melon, ampalay, ampalaya. That.
0: Ugh. The one that tastes like like medicine, yes.
2: Yeah, it's horrible. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: favorite show or entertainer? Joe Koi. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah, Joe Koi, yes. Every
2: time he's in town, I gotta see him. I, I have to.
0: Um <laughs> uh, favorite song.
2: Um, favorite Filipino song? Yep. I really like that sa soyol. <laughs> That's great. Very yeah, traditional. It's, popular, right. but, um, it's
0: catchy. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and then here's a question. Um, don't have doesn't have to be one word answer. Um, what does it mean being Filipino? What do, what does being Filipino mean to you?
2: What does it mean to me? I you can't do that one in one word.
0: No, um. no. Don't have to. <laughs> don't have to.
2: To me, it's, it's a very personal one for me. To me, it means you're like being part of the community family. Um, so I've talked a lot about um, it taking a village mm-hmm. to raise my kids and um, help raise other kids. And that feeling of togetherness and being a part of that family, um, that's, that's what it means to me.
0: Yeah, um, Pam, do you have any questions we didn't?
1: Um, I know that this the twenty twenty one just started, but do you know of any events that are upcoming? That
2: yeah, um, so we're gonna be doing virtual events. Um, we haven't announced yet officially, but you you'll be the first outside of uh, <laughs> our board meeting we just had on on friday we are going to do kind of a, a game night on um, the last weekend of january and february so two game nights maybe. um to take place for of what we used to do for winter fest and our bowling tournament so just some social social time where you know filipinos we we like, we like games <laughs> yes we, we like fine, games. We like games. We like yeah. win things. Um, so we're we're just gonna do something like that. And then um, on March 6th, I'd like to host another um, strategic planning workshop. We haven't had one since 2017, um, and I I believe that we've tackled all of our large problems, and now it's time to dream up what our next steps are and what next steps are needed to to further improve and ensure the longevity of CSFA. And that will be um, that'll be a two and a half hour event on March 6th, all virtual. But um, you're, you're certainly welcome to attend as CSFA members. So those things are going to happen for sure. Um, and then in June we're going to have a virtual Philippine children's camp again we have not yet set the dates. Uh, We typically invite our members first. So uh, the children of our members have first dibs because we can only allow so many children in every year. Um, But then we typically open it up to the rest of the public on a first come first serve basis after that. Um, We'll have another Membership social in July. It will likely be virtual. However, we we don't know yet. Um, So we kind of, with each monthly membership meeting, we kind of think through: is it safe yet? And so far, the answer has been no. But um, we're we're taking the pulse before before talking about any event that will be in person. So same thing with family camp. Oh, that's usually in August, um, like Edwin was talking about. You remember in August. Um, and we usually have Baker Park Reserve um, or Lake Independence. And, and it's usually the first or second weekend in August. I think it's too early to cover whether or not we have to cancel that one. Mm-hmm. But so we're thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, we have it reserved. Just in case, <laughs> um, uh, I think we'll always have an election of officers, no matter what, because we we need to make sure that the the organization lives on. Um, followed by an induction of officers. Um, we're hoping if if COVID vaccinations are all the way. Available and it's possible by the fall. Um, we might want to celebrate big with our 50th anniversary. So, a lot of things are up in the air right now from a planning perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's my dream is to be able to uh, have that be our first big event where we can invite everyone again and, and really enjoy ourselves. And, and enjoy celebration of our 50th anniversary. If not, it'll have to wait till next year. Maybe Philippine Day 2022. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I can't <laughs> wait till till things start to all these events come up again. Um, I mean Yeah. It's, it, it's always fun and I encourage anybody to go to Philippine <laughs> Day when Pomana comes, go to Pomana. you know, join us for these fun things because I mean, it's it's for the kids. It's for the adults. You know, it's for, for everybody. everybody. Yeah. It um, is for everybody. Um, Lauren, where can people find you? Um, do you have like a Twitter account or Facebook or anything like that? Yes.
2: So you can start by CSFAMN.org and that's actually going to forward you directly to our Facebook page um, where the majority of our followers are are interacting with us. Mm-hmm. We're also active on Instagram and Twitter as C S F A M mm-hmm. N. Um, but again, the majority are are on Facebook.
0: Nice. Well, Lauren, thank you for hanging out with us on Hollow <laughs> Hollow Hangouts. Um thank you for being our first first guest. I'm
2: honored. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I think it's you know it's it's I've always wanted to um, do something with the CSFA. I know it was one of the things that Pam and I talked about to make sure the CSFA was on the show. So, that's thank, so cool. So, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And, yeah. um, and hopefully, our our uh, our listeners will uh, has enjoyed this interview. So, thank you.
2: Thank you. And I hope to see you guys at uh, our many CSFA events in the future. Thank oh, you. definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Have a good night, guys. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye bye. So, Pam, what did you think of that interview?
2: I
1: think it was very insightful and informative. Um, as someone who had who just joined a Filipino um, association, um, I feel very optimistic because yeah. she seems like she wants to reach out to you know, not just Filipinos, but to the community. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota local community in general. Yeah. Um, but I really like how she's trying to focus on the youth of the Filipino and um just reflecting on it. I just wish that, you know, I had that opportunity to connect with the Filipino uh local groups.
0: Yep. Um you know, it's it's just. Inter- I'm really glad that. You know, me being part of the CSFA, you know, on and off for like the past. I don't know since I've been here in Minnesota. Um, I'm really. It's. It was. I mean, again, it's. Yeah, it's one of those issues where. You know how do you keep the association going? You know, especially <laughs> with. You know, like the members, and I was really glad to see members like people who are new faces to mm-hmm. the CSFA that I had no idea who they were there were new cars I've never met you know and it was really nice to get to know Lauren because I've never I've never met Lauren you know right. until until the membership meeting right. and that was really that was really refreshing yes there were like you know like the people who are there who I saw were like the, you know, like, you know, the people who have been there f- for the longest time, you know. Mm-hmm. And this has always been an issue in terms of like trying to keep it going, even when I was serving as a board member there. So I'm really glad what Lauren's trying to do. I'm really glad that what, what, what the, the board is trying to do, trying to keep it going, trying to get new faces, you know, new leaders, young leaders to, to sort of take up the mantle of the of the csfa and what it's all about and what their mission is i mm-hmm. think that's great and i mean in any other i mean any other um non-profit organization you know especially when it comes to something as niche as this right right it's it is hard i mean it's i mean i don't, the csfa is not alone when it comes to this sort of thing um mm-hmm. you know but since you know since it's it's one of those associations where their focus is on culture traditions and what you know and the what it means to be a filipino in the in the uh in minnesota right mm-hmm. right that's perfect <laughs> what we're trying to do here you know trying to you know inform you know audiences What's going on here, culturally, event-wise, that sort of thing, news, current events, and how, you know, and especially overseas to the Philippines, how it pertains, what what's going on, how does it affect you, right? Right, right. And culture is one of those things that I hope that any, especially um, kids who are here in the United States, that, you know... They know where they where their roots are. They know where their where their, you know, where their family comes from, and the the traditions and cultures of the family that they come from. Mm-hmm. You know, at least they know. At least they they can experience it. At least they can they can partake in it, right? Mm-hmm. But right. you know, but trying to you know like you know m- you know make them enthusiastic about it is the hard part. I think so. And
1: I think that's I think that's what I what I mentioned before is that I never had that opportunity to yeah. really delve into the Filipino tradition. Like I knew about it as a kid, but I just didn't understand the significance of it until I turned an adult. Yeah. And I wanted to reconnect with the Filipino community because as the only Filipino from my family that's still living in Minnesota, I'm grasping at straws with yeah. my Filipino identity. So I often think that, you know, reaching out to the CSFA was an excellent idea for me mm-hmm. to keep that, you know, keep the tradition alive. Remember, you know, my family and, and just be part of the the uh, community. Yeah. Um, what I really like is that she, uh, she use, she's very centralized on um, her kids yeah uh, you now growing up they she wants to um portray that significance onto them and then it sounds like they are actually having a blast like they she mentioned about family camp and all these other stuff that's going on. oh the kids there. camp too like, yep yeah i'm like where was all this yeah i feel like i was missing out <laughs> but i'm glad that i am part of it now and um for any of those Filipino Americans that you know want to be a part of the CSFA, I would strongly suggest you look into it. Yeah, um,
0: and membership is not even that expensive. We're not talking oh, about a no. hundred bucks here. We're talking about like, I think it was for me and and for my for my household, it was like twenty bucks.
1: Yeah, and it's less for a, a single person.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, and then you get to think- vote. You get to. You get to, uh, you know, get, you know, be in the first line of the events, you know, especially when it comes to ticket sales, yep. um, limited seeing special events, that sort of thing, you know, and yep. it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, if you, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be less, I mean, it's one of the most it's 20 bucks. Come on. <laughs> Right? That's like, you know, especially if you're really interested in the culture.
1: And the CSFA, I think, I don't know about the other Filipino American cultures that are in Minnesota, but from what I've, you know, experienced with the CSFA, they are very uh, interactive, especially during COVID. Um, They're very active on their Facebook page. Yep. Um, In fact, if anyone who wants to, you know, get to know uh you know other filipinos uh that are part of the the society there's a game night happening on uh february 26th yep um i plan on being there i don't know about you edwin but um it'll be nice to know get to know your fellow filipino americans
0: mm-hmm. and it's kind of nice that um they, they they they're trying their hardest to plan these events during covid like on Zoom and stuff like that, or on, you know, on, um, you know, interactively, virtually, because it's, especially during the wintertime, it's really, really hard, you know, I Mm -hmm. mean, the CSFA had to cancel their longtime tradition of, you know, of, uh, of caroling, and, Mm -hmm. you know, but they made it up by... Doing a fundraiser for for people who is in need, especially for COVID nineteen. Yeah, you know, so it's. I think it's. You know, they're doing their best as, as much as they can. You know, I mean, nobody knows yeah. how to do this, but. That's. I mean, it's good. So yeah, if you have you know you have some pre-time, time, um, when is that supposed to happen?
1: F- uh, Friday, February twenty sixth at seven yeah. thirty. Uh More information will be on their. Uh,
0: Facebook Cultural Society of Filipino yep. Americans it's, Minnesota. Yeah, it's uh, www.csfamn.org and i will take you directly to their Facebook page. Yep. Yeah. So. Hope to see you all there. Yes. All right. Edmund. So Pam's got. Dude. A I have a thing. You have a thing.
1: I have a thing that I'm totally geeking out over. So <laughs>
0: I found a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> so also, comic as we know Pam is into <laughs> comic books and she found a Filipino comic book.
1: This is entirely made from Filipinos by Filipinos, and it's actually for everyone. So it's called say Trese, T-R-E-S-E, and there, the first one like just came out like late last year, early this year or whatever. I I I pre-ordered it on Amazon. You you actually mentioned it to me, Edwin, and I was like, yeah. yoink. So, <laughs> um, so the first book. It's a uh, like there's four chapters. Um, it's called Murder on Balete Drive. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing it right, but it's it's basically um, centering around Alex Alexand- Alexandra Trece, which is kind of like a supernatural uh, like detective. She works alongside with the police, and whenever the police uh, encounter a case. It's just like a little bit weir- weird to them. They call her. And
0: like so. like the X Files.
1: Um, yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> X Files combined with the show Supernatural, you know, the one that's like a
0: Levi's commercial. <laughs> I was um, going to say, without the cheese. <laughs> right.
1: Um, And it has the illustrations on here are very noirish. And nice. if you like that, I mean, the comic is in black and white. Um and it's it's just it's just so interesting because if you just look at it it is they they take your Filipino mythological creatures so there's the aswang there's um well there's
0: a balete tree I assume there
1: they they cover about the woman in white yep or the white woman or whatever yeah they also cover other mytholo- mythological creatures that I don't know about Like, for instance, did you, do you know anything about these, like, wind tribes? No. Or even the Tikbalang? No. (laughs) Supposedly. um,
0: I have to dig through my Filipino folklore books. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to
1: have to. Because I was going through them, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to have to do some research on it. They cover, like demons and um something about star stars anyway there's four cases in this in this book and um it features other characters like Kambal Kambal means twins mm-hmm. in english yep. and they're supposedly her bodyguards and we don't know what they are they look like men but they're like stronger than men
0: They like divas or something
1: from, um, <laughs>
0: from the dungeons and dragons are they like divas or
1: not, not that powerful <laughs> but they're 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 along they're like we don't know if they're 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 not human but they're not super human neither okay i don't know um upon digging into the the wikipedia for this there's actually seven uh books. Um, so far, only the first one is available through Amazon. The second one is gonna come out soon. I'm hoping this year. and it's actually there's actually gonna be an anime based on this on Netflix.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for that.
1: And I was like, wow, and it's and the producer is also Filipino American. And is very heavily. Uh, he was a storyboarder for uh, certain Batman shows, I think.
0: Batman Beyond.
1: Uh yeah, that was one of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So. I don't know. I was blown away. It was a very, as I said, it was a very good mix of Filipino mythology, and just the modern supernatural kind of combines to its. I was blown away. I was blown. Away. I really delved into it, not knowing what to expect, and what I learned was that the Filipino, the Filipinos, love comics. Did
0: That's, you know that? Well, I remember. I remember growing up. Um, I do remember this: is that I remember growing up in the Philippines, and. Um, there were comic books, I think, you know, that was like in the in the um, what do you call it? Like the sorry, sorry stores that you see, okay. you know, like and I remember seeing comic books in 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 stores like that. You know, when I go back, so I would imagine there would be an interest in comic books in the Philippines. I mean, I wouldn't imagine why it wouldn't be, especially if there's kids around. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, right, and right. Marvel especially Marvel Com- Marvel Cinematic Universe is like a big thing in the Philippines right now. Mhm. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. right? So Yeah, I I, well, I would not be surprised.
1: <laughs> well, even in the Phil- in the in the Philippines, they have their own version of Comic-Con. Spelled similarly but with a K because
0: Because that's how the Philippines do.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, it's also just part of that Filipino alphabet, too, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think the geeks the geek blood just runs strong with us um, <laughs> but um, I mean so so they started off with writing comics, and then they wanted to kind of reach out internationally, and it took them years um they did. They did make like an IndieGoGo, and that was then endorsed by Neil Gaiman.
0: Okay, that's a big thing.
1: Yep, and I don't. For those that don't know who Neil Gaiman is, Neil Gaiman is the author of very, uh, very well-known books. Yeah, um, like um, The Sandman.
0: I mean, yep, which
1: is also a comic book or a graphic novel, I should say. And he also wrote Good Omens. Um Ah, he he just his newest one had to deal with Norse mythology.
0: Well that nice. I think that was that was like this the the other one, American. Oh my gosh, it's slipping my mind. American
1: American gods?
0: American gods. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's He's a, he's a well-known he's probably I mean I he's arguably one of the best writers like in the you know in today's um in in today's time because like he's one of those writers who are if you've never read a Neil Gaiman book it's really hard to put down. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's really yes. hard to put down. I've read The American Gods like a while back ago and then um it's probably one of my favorite books. In fact, it is. It's yeah, it's probably pretty much my one of my. It's my top. It's in my top three.
1: Yeah. So, so this is a quote from Neil himself about Tracey. He says, I feel like you and all the smart Filipino writers and artists out there are doing something really brave and powerful. Make a making a whole new wave of Filipino art and story. Well done.
0: That says a lot.
1: <laughs> yes. The executive producer and showrunner of the anime series, his name is Jay Oliva. He says, Trece is a rare insight into Filipino folklore where the juxtaposition of old world superstition and myths and police procedural are balanced craftily amongst the backdrop of modern Manila. Kajo and Bujete, the two men uh, behind this, have truly created something special with Trece. Yeah. And yes, they have.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised they did modern Manila. That's my. That's that's actually quite like a little surprising to me because. I mean, folklore in the Philippines. I don't think it really runs that strong, like especially in the urban areas. But it really, I I experienced that it really, really runs strong, in the rural areas. Like there's I, still old old time traditions, like in the rural areas of the Philippines where you have to do certain things. You have to build your houses a certain way, you know, right. Right. Because of superstitions, your
1: kids to not go out at night somehow.
0: Yeah. Don't pass by that tree because it's haunted. You know, that sort of thing.
1: That's the reason why Aswang was a very big, huge deal because they come out at night and it's very important that you don't go out. Um, and it, I and I think that you know, I think every culture has this fascination of the supernatural. They oh, love yeah. those stories.
0: Oh yeah, it's I don't know any culture that doesn't have like some kind of like a supernatural story at all. But it like, inter- it's
1: interesting. Yeah, so I'm just interested on like, like have you heard of the Tianak? the The Capre. The Duende? I,
0: I have heard some of those things. I just don't remember what they are. Because I remember I have a book on Filipino folklore.
1: We're going to have to and revisit that.
0: <laughs> I, I I probably will have to revisit that. I remember getting that book. I think I actually I found that book in a used bookstore in St. Paul somewhere. And I was quite surprised that it was there. And I had to buy it like right away. And I have to like reference that now because there's some of those words they seem familiar to me but I don't I don't remember what I read it was a long time ago
1: right (laughs) but I'm
0: actually now that you're telling me about this comic book I'm actually quite interested in this comic book now because if it delves into I'm very I'm very interested in Filipino folklore Mm -hmm. so when they're starting to dive into Filipino folklore you've got my (laughs) you got my interests up definitely
1: and it looks like the the series of of tracy has won awards throughout the years they won an award in 2010 2012 2013 the filipino readers choice award for fictional anthology 2015 2014
0: and i'm like this is a big deal holy crap that's a lot of awards
1: oh yeah and and really i I was blown away. Like Dang. it's in a total different sense from Marvel and DC. It's not, I wouldn't say that this is a superhero movie or superhero comic. It's it's more kind of like a mystery crime solving kind of thing. But I love I I just like how they are touching on the Filipino myths that i'm a sucker for
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna have to like i'm just, i think i'm i may do, do you
1: need to borrow my copy
0: <laughs> i'll probably just buy my own <laughs> please buy your own it's um, one of those it's one of those things that that it's one. you know like i don't i mean i can't when it comes to comic books i can't do it on the phone i have to literally pick it up and, and read it like, oh yeah you know yeah. cover you know cover cover so yeah, I'll probably just have to buy it. <laughs> well, that's really interesting, Bab. Like, I'm really, I'm really excited for this Netflix thing. I hope it. Do they have a, a release date yet? Or
1: um, they only mentioned that it's coming out in twenty twenty one. Okay,
0: so that's this year. So that's a plus.
1: I'm hoping that it is this year.
0: <laughs> With this, you know. Cause I've, i I've, I've been literally thinking about like cutting my Netflix off because I don't really watch it. Enough of it, like con- compared to like all the other streaming services. Mm-hmm. But I may just have to keep it for this <laughs> and but the new I'm Stranger not- Things that's supposed to come out sometime. So
1: there are some good Filipino Netflix shows on on Netflix. I I think I'm keeping mine. This is just another reason why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll definitely keep the listeners updated when yep. that series is going to come out and yeah, I'll definitely let you know when the second book is out.
0: Cool. All right. <laughs> so you know what? That's, that's enough for today. I think we have, uh, um, uh, we pretty much filled you up here. Uh, uh hang out. <laughs> so you're going to read read again. So
1: yeah, it's that good.
0: So we'll, uh, Thank you for joining us at Halo Hangouts. Thank you for hanging out with us and hope you enjoyed this show. Um, you can catch me at TCD's Edwin on, the, on Twitter. You can also catch me on Facebook. Uh, Pam, where can people catch you and see what you're you, what you're doing?
1: Um, you can also uh, find me on Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. I'm checking it out so let's talk there
0: sweet and then if you want to email us uh, we do have a a gmail account now an email account it is hollow hollow hangouts with an s don't ask me why there's an s there when our title doesn't have an s but it has an s it's hollow hollow hangouts at gmail.com please email us Um, we'd love to have your feedback on the show and we'd love to you know if you have a Thing you want to say feel free um uh, if you don't want to have us read it on the air please tell us on the mm-hmm. email <laughs> if you want to read if you don't mind us reading it on the air um just uh let us uh let's uh just let us know so anyway my, my, my music to cut off there for a second <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for hanging out with us again. Uh, we'll see you next time in uh, hey. what two weeks? Two weeks. Thank you. Salamat po. Bye bye.